You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Rome, I want to present Rebel Yoshev on Parshas Vayikro. He deals with questions that one could say, which is, what does Hashem want in commanding Korbonos? What are Korbonos all about? Rebel Yoshev brings a original perspective, which is clearly rooted in Chazal, but I think is quite relevant and is powerful, especially, I think, in our day. When it comes to Korbanot, the Rambam has a lot of interesting theories, which, of course, are in the Sefer Morei Nebuchim. But the Rambam uh, also speaks about... Controversial theories, right? Yeah, controversial theories, right. But he also uh, speaks about it in uh, his Sefer on uh, Mishnah Torah. In the Mishnah Torah himself, he also talks about the reason behind Korbanot. And he doesn't say exactly what he says in the uh, Moreh Nebuchim. In the Mishnah Torah, the, the Rambam says that in general the mitzvot, even if they don't seem to have a reason that we understand, we should follow them. And we shouldn't believe that they are without a, a, a rationale. And he proves it by the Zahirut the Torah gives in the details of the Dinam of Me'ilah, which he says is laws about accidentally misusing something. That you have to bring a carbon and you have to pay 20%. Clearly, things that are in the Torah have a significance and a holiness that even though we don't understand them, we need to believe that they are important. They have a reason that we have yet to, to, to comprehend. But we need to fulfill them because God, of course, wants us to do them. Now, the Rambam then writes that it's difficult to keep the chukim. And in fact, your Yetzirah always tries to get you away from doing it. And this is the point that Rebbe Yoshev harps on the Rambam. The non-Jews argue with us about it. And they say, why are you doing this? And then the Rambam writes, are called chukim. So now Rebbe Yoshev asks, wait, I understand the other things the Rambam said, but the Rambam says that would seem to be go, go against what we know in the Torah that Noah brought Korbanot, Kayan and Hevel. It might not have been an animal, but it says, Mi Pri Adama, Minchal Hashem. Chazal tell us that Odom Arishan was Makri Bashor. Um, in fact, um, Revel Yoshev has a beautiful proof that Korbanot were well known to the non-Jewish world. When the when Moshe Rabbeinu appeals to Parah, he says, Neil Chanot Derech Shloshet Yamim, Bamidbar, Benizbachal Hashem, Elokeinu. 
So obviously that made sense, Rebbe Yoshim says to Paro. That, yeah, I get that. You're going to sacrifice animals. Yeah, we understand that, sacrificing animals. So why is it that the Rambam says that it's a chok, that the non-Jews, the whole non-Jewish world, you know, criticizes us for it? They have korbanos too. So Yoshev says that there are two aspects of korbanos. There's in one way, even korbanos that we bring, in a way, we share with the non-Jewish world. But there's another type of korban that's beyond the non-Jewish world and maybe sometimes us to comprehend. That's the chok of a korban. And that is different. Now, what is the korban that everybody, the whole world knows about? Even though it means, yes, bringing a certain sacrifice, bringing something from yourself and burning it, giving it to God, it's not yours anymore. What is that? So really, uh, on one level, that could just be, and that's the, the level, that's a universal level of korbanot, is the idea that if someone or, or some power has done something positive to you, so what you do is you send, let's say it's a human being, you send them a present. Now, we know many times the person doesn't need that present. The person isn't necessarily going to wear the corsage, or or or, or 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 really, you know, um, put the ashtray in a specific place. He doesn't need it. That's still important because the person's got plenty of ashtrays. Here's another one for me, just to show my appreciation. That's what we say, Tashem Yodu Hashem Chastov Nifotav Adam. That, that's even the, the, the Korban Todah. The Korban Todah is not that God needs it, but you need to show that, that you, you appreciate the gift. You appreciate what it is, and therefore you give of something of yourself. Not that in any way you somehow change things with it. Or, true, it's a loss, but it's more like the money you spent as a present to show your appreciation. Rabbi Yoshev, as usual, quotes a beautiful medrash to show this to be true. The medrash on Shir Hashirim says, Ki So that is, of course, Klal Yisro. Klal Yisro is the woman whose voice is sweet and who is very attractive. So what is the kol? That's when we sing Shirim. We just talked about singing Aderas Vemuna before. That's Kolech Orev. Umarech Nave, the Medrash says, is Korbanos. Korbanos is a good appearance. What does it mean a good appearance? Meaning, yeah, you look good in front of God. You didn't give God anything, right? It's like, oh, you got yourself pitched up. Oh, thanks for getting dressed up for me. That's sort of what the Korban is. But it's not like a real gift. It isn't like an essential, deep, complete, uh, somehow changing things, bonding. It's like, yeah, that, that's a beautiful gesture. It looks really nice. Yeah, and I'll remember that look. I, I might not use what you gave, but, but it was very beautiful. Yeah, you, right? and you, you, you toss it somewhere, but you know, that was a really nice present. It's like a song. Look. Like Revel Yoshev says, let's say you sing the song. 
right? So a person decides to thank you with a song and to sing a song to you, right? You know, the um, Lahavdu, a million Havdolos, right? You know, the, um, I don't know why this is in my head, but I'm going to say it anyway, even though it's being recorded, right? You know, uh, Johnny Carson was on for, for many, many years. So the last show, I think, this next to the last show, he had the people that he liked the best. And one of the actresses I, I, I was, was a Jewish woman, Bette Midler. She sang a song. So she sang a song, One More for the Road, which is like Johnny's favorite song. So she sings this song. To him. Sing a song. Okay. And the song's over. Right? What did you give me? You gave me your song. All right. It was, it was good to see that effort. But it basically just shows the emotion of the person. Yeah, Bette Midler was very, it's a freedom that Johnny gave her her start or whatever it is. So you give a song to somebody. Let me sing you your special song. That's what the carbon is like. The carbon is like a shear. That's a carbon toda. But when the Torah was given, there was a different aspect of carbon. The Torah, the carbon of Parshas Vayikra is a different carbon. That carbon is a chok. What does that chok mean? So let's read Rebbe Yoshev's Loshan here. It's Mesiras Nefesh. We talked about Kiddush Hashem. When the carbon is brought, it doesn't just mean I recognize God was responsible and I want to show him that I, that, that I appreciate it by giving something significant. It's that I am nothing. It's that everything is God. That the only thing that exists is the Rabboni Shalom. You're right. Like the Ramban says, I should be dead. If it's a Korban Chattis. I shouldn't be alive. But even if it's not the Korban Chattis, when the Korban is brought, a Korban which does have death in it, when you see the death of that animal, you basically have an implosion of the of, of your own self. That really, you your whole existence is totally bottled to the Rebbeinu Not just that he was responsible for the good thing that occurred. That you are zero without God. And your whole existence is really nothing. And it's only really when when the, the Rebbeinu Shalom knew that when that animal, which is, which again, we, 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 we can't help but put onto the animal a sense of our own life. Look, you know, you hear me talked about the dog. You know, you, 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 you talk to the dog and you end up being connected to it. You see another animal, you, 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 you sense a commonality, the life force of that animal. And when that animal is shechted, what it, that, what's supposed to happen at that moment, the reason why it's so effective is because you're mavato yourself and your whole life force and essence, you, 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 in your mind, you believe that nothing else exists in the universe and everything is God itself. That's what happens when the carbon is brought. Rabbi Yoshev again brings a proof from a Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi says that on all the other carbonists, says via Kravdem, but on the carbonists of Rosh Hashanah, it says Vasisen. Why does it say Vasisen? The carbon Musa Rosh Hashanah is, is as if you made yourself. It's almost like when you bring that carbon on behalf, when that carbon is brought on behalf of Klal Yisrael, and Anshay Maimad saw that. They saw that carbon being brought. So what was going through their mind? As if 
this is the mo- the day of creation, Rosh Hashanah, and it's like I am recreated because my whole existence is dependent on God. God is everything that there is. I am nothing, and my existence is nothing. Especially, Oshem says, that we know that um, the Ayel, Echad, that's brought is a remez to the Isle of the Akedah. By the Isle of the Akedah, the Pasuk says, acher. So Rabbi Yoshev asks, I mean, Isle Acher, Nechaz Besvach Bekranav. Who's the first Isle? Who's the first Isle? That's the only Isle, right? What's this Isle Achar? Nechaz Besvach. So Rabbi Yoshev says, because what happened when Yitzchok bound himself on the Akedah, Yitzchok set the idea of what the Jewish people are able to do. Something the non-Jewish world doesn't do. The giving, again, they ended up, of course, the Christians ended up becoming martyrs, like we did. But that's really something that they sort of siphoned off from us. And of course, Muslims also got into martyrdom. But the idea of dying for God is something, as we learned in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, is something only for Jews. Yitzchak is the one that made it possible for us to mentally process what happens by a carbon. And how did Yitzchak do that? Yitzchak did that by becoming the first ayel. When Yitzchak becomes strapped on, on the Mizbeach to be the, the, the Ola, then, as Rabbi Yoshev says, he allows all of us to have been Meiser Nefesh and to have Mesiras Nefesh. Just like, and therefore, in a way, Ayel Acher, yeah, that's Yitzchak. Yitzchak's the first Ayel and there's the second one. And all of us, in a way, can download the power of Yitzchak. Now, we live in Mesiris Nefesh, but that's what happens when we bring the carbon. Like the Ramban says, you can actually imagine yourself that's you, and not just by the Chattas, like the Ramban says, by all the Korbanos. That's something that's a chok. That's the type of thing which the Goyim say, what, what are you talking about? No, no, that's not true. Right? They don't have Kiddush Hashem. So to them... If we try to extol Korbanos in such a way, they dismiss it. That's the, what the Rambam means, that we have to understand that it's a chok. That doesn't mean, again, and you can work your whole life till you can figure this idea out. You know, it's interesting, the Rebbe Yoshev points out that Bilam, the Russia, tried to outdo our Korbanot. Um, Chazal say that, ah, uh, what, what did the Jewish people give you? A lug of Shemen? We, Bilam, Moab, Midian, we're going to be makrev thousands of rivers of Shemen. Bilam said, okay, what was it? One ayol that took the place of his son? We'll give you thousands of ayolim, Rabboni Shalom. Oh, you want to say he was ready to give his son? I'll give my son and my daughter, Bilam said. This is all in the Medrash. Medrash Tanchuma. Next week's Parsha. So, 
according to the Medrash, God answers, Rosha, you think what I want is a carbon, right? Look, I have things that in some way are so spiritually powerful. I could have the malachim be makrif. But what I'm talking about is something only Yisrael can give me. And what does that mean? What was the answer? What was it that, again, the non-Jews that were um, symbolized by Bilam, what was it that they can't match? Now, we talked about Mesiras Nefesh. Rebel Yashiv um, wanted to be Medayik in the Loshan when Bilam decided to say, I can be Makriv, my son and my daughter. So, Bilam understood that, okay, the more like you kill off for God, the better. It's not about I'm going to die. It's about everything I am is for God. It's not about killing my children. In fact, where is it? Obviously, most people live after they bring a carbon. Where's the change occur? The change occurs in their heart. Rabbi Yashiv quotes the Medrash that says, Why does it bring a person to side? The very first carbon in the parsha. Why is it that we bring the carbon Ola? We bring the carbon Ola because of machshavot, of fat thoughts that we had, things that were in our mind that were not the way they should be. So Rabbi Levi brought a riot to this earlier statement. And he says it's based on a Pasuk in Yechesko. The Pasuk says that Amar Beis Yisrael Ko Amar Hashem Elokim Habederach Aboseichem Atem Nitamim You're just going to be just like our four, your forefathers had been. Avodah Zarah Seemingly. Ubeseis Matnoteichem You're giving matonot, but meaning maybe even korbanos. But bahaver benechem beesh, you're putting your kids through a fire. Now that sounds like Claudiusro was still being involved in giving their children away to the molech. The very next pasuk in Yechesko it says, vahaola al ruchachem. What's on your ruach? Choyo lo That shouldn't happen. That's the proof from Levi says of the carbon. What is going on in your heart that you're bringing the carbon ola? What's the essence of the carbon ola according to Levi? Asher atem omrim niya kagoyim. In your heart, you're sort of jealous of and still feel that you can be like a regular non-Jew, like a regular person on the planet. So here Rabbi Yosha feels is the key to understanding the Pasuk before. What did it mean that, that did you really think Klau Yisrael in the time of Yechezka were, were doing these type of deep avodah zarot, that they were, they were being mavered their kids to the 
molech, like even killing their children or committing them to these alien gods? Is that really what it means? So Rabbi Yosha says no. What it really means is, is, is really this. They didn't do Avodah Zarah. But the point was, they did not care about their kids. They sort of like, we talked about a number of weeks ago, about caring about your own Shabbos, but not caring about your family Shabbos. There's ways that you can develop what you think is, is sincere Avodah to God. But you don't commit the time to your children. You don't commit the time to your children to make sure that they are on the proper derech, that they're, that, that they're advancing, that you check in on them. So what does that indicate? We talked about last week that when you have a shul that you don't really care for, it shows that, you, that it's all external. Rabbi Yosha feels that there's, a, there's proof to whether you really live in Mesiras Nefesh. The proof that you live in Mesiras Nefesh, the proof in your lave, that your lave is with God. It's easy to summon up a moment when you say Shema that you think God is all there is and, and God is everything. But where's the way that you put that into practice, that Mesiras Nefesh in Kiddush Hashem? That's in the, the way you deal and, 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 the, and the care and how, you, and how you try to affect the life of your children. If, if your kids are going, who knows where they are? And that shows, <laughs> So what's going on? Yeah, everybody else is living that way. It's not always easy to get your kids to change. It's not easy to, if you, especially if you see that they need a specialty pool. And yet, you know, you say, well, I don't understand my kids. At least I'm going to shul. No. That shows that it's not Mesir Asnefesh then. Because we live as finite beings that bring children into this world. And therefore, it's our commitment to make sure that what stays behind us after we're gone is also in the Derech Hashem. In fact, Rabbi Yoshev says that really, if you not committed to your children, then it's almost, that's, that's what you are. You're saying, yeah, I'm just like everybody else. And that's why you have to bring a Korban Ola. You bring the Korban Ola because if you would really do the analysis deep in your heart, you would discover that something's missing. And the proof is how you're raising and how you're caring for your children. There's something deeper that really, okay, I do this, but really you, you don't care enough to really give the time and effort. And that's the idea of, 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 of Mesiras Nefesh Belev. Is really, uh, uh, that's where it shows itself. So again, I, I believe a very deep understanding because many of us can construct, especially if we have difficulty with our children, you know, and our children, it, it turns out that they're not going in the derech the way we'd want. And we've tried. And we just say, look, it's just too difficult. I'm going to, and again, you obviously need to try as much as you can. And there's parts, there are times when you stop being a helicopter parent because that's not, it's counterproductive. But 
realize why you're doing it. It's not just because it's difficult now and you just want to you just want to uh, take a pause. That you'd have to bring a, that that's the hero hale. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 